This is the Cent Sensei podcast, where we help you make sense of investments and financial markets, where we help you make sensible financial choices. I am your host, Ndwati Karanja. Besides understanding your goals, besides having very clear financial goals, the next thing that is going to make you a successful investor is understanding the amount of risk that you can take. In fact, most professional investment advisors that you might work with, before they recommend any kind of investments, before they talk about any of your goals, they are likely to first of all determine the kind of risks that you as an individual or as a family are capable of bearing. And then that is going to inform the kind of investments that they are going to recommend for you. Unless an investment is fraudulent, in most situations, the decision to decide to invest or not depends on how much risk you can take. To give you a full understanding of the amount of risk that you can take, We're going to break it down completely, and that is the purpose of this episode. The first thing that you're going to talk about is your natural disposition. How much risk you can take depends on your disposition or your nature. This is called your risk tolerance. Naturally, we all have a risk comfort zone. Let me give you an example. Think of uh, activities, for example, something that you might do at the cost. Walking on the beach, uh, no, no stress, that is a very low risk uh, activity. You might take it up a notch where you go jet skiing, you know those things that look like motorbikes that you can uh, ride on the ocean. That would be considered a moderate risk activity. On the other hand, going scuba diving out on the reef where you dive into the water, then that will be considered a high-risk activity. Depending on the kind of person you are, you might be comfortable doing certain things and not doing other things. For example, if you are a low-risk type of person, you might be just comfortable walking on the beach, none of those jet skis or scuba diving. But if you are a high-risk person, you might even go as far as uh, doing that thing in the Caribbean that they do, where you're put in a cage and then there are sharks swimming around you. The first thing about understanding your risk tolerance is understanding that we all have a range of risks that we are comfortable bearing. And uh, this extends to your investments. We tend to stay in our risk comfort zone whenever we are investing. Let me give you a test for knowing what kind of uh, risk you are willing to bear. For example, if you you have two investments options, the first one is going to give you 3% returns every year for, let's say, the next 30 years. On the other hand, you have another investment that is either going to give you a return of 30% or a loss of 10%. If you are a low-risk kind of person, you are likely to go with the first type of investment that is assured and uh, there are no variations in the kind of returns that you're going to get. On the other hand, 
if you're a high-risk person, you are likely to go for this second option that either gives you a 30% return or a 10% loss. And because you're willing to bear that risk of variation in exchange for higher returns. So some of us want absolute surety whenever we're investing and uh, those are the low risk type of people and others are okay with great certainty if it is going to give them the possibility of making a lot of money therefore when you're making uh, your investment decisions baseline that you're going to start with is this risk tolerance that you have if you want to sleep soundly then you need to understand your risk tolerance and then try and make sure that your investments are within that level however the complication is that sometimes you might have goals that might require you to take a bit more risks and that brings us to the second segment of uh, this uh, discussion and this is your risk appetite. If you want to achieve your goals, there are certain risks that you must take. But before we go to that, let us review the risk-return relationship. Returns are your reward for bearing risks. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have two friends. One of them has a mature company that has been doing business for years and uh, it has a track record and you can go to its records and, and see how it has been doing. It has established uh, customer relationships. On the other hand, you have a friend who is starting a new business. They are very enthusiastic. You like the idea that they have and uh, there's a possibility of it growing to become a huge business. If you're going to invest in the first friend who has a mature business, then you can't expect high returns because there's a certain high degree of certainty that your money is going to be safe in that investment. Therefore, you're not going to demand high returns from this first friend. However, for the second friend, in order for you to deal with all that uncertainty, the possibility of you losing all your money, you're likely to demand higher returns because you're going to be bearing higher risks. And so that is a thing that you need to remember whenever you are investing. You must take risks in order to earn higher returns. If you do not take risks, you're not going to earn those high returns. And uh, to bring it back to this discussion, if your goals need high returns, if your financial goals need high returns, then you must take high risks. For example, if you want to save 10 million in the next 10 years and every month you are contributing, you can contribute about 18,000 shillings per month, then you do not need high returns. Returns of about 3% are going to be more than sufficient for, to help you achieve that goal. Therefore, we, if that is your goal and uh, that is how you're going to be saving, then you do not need to take high risks. On the other hand, let's say you want to become a dollar millionaire where you save up 115 million in the next 30 years and you can only save 18,000 shillings per month. In this situation, for you to achieve that goal, you need to have returns of about 15.4% every year. And uh, those are high re returns and therefore you need to take much higher risks for you to get those uh, returns. I, I hope you understand that often the greater your goals are, are 
the more risk that you need to take. If you want to achieve those ha great goals, then there's a certain amount of risk that you need to be willing to bear. And so how are you going to reconcile those things? You have your risk tolerance and then you have these risks that you your goals demand that you take. And uh, that is going to bring us to the final segment, which is your risk capacity. Your overall situation is going to have the final say of the amount of risk that you can take. And this is called your risk capacity. The first thing about your situation that is going to affect the amount of risk that you can bear, regardless of your risk tolerance, is the amount of time that you have to recover any losses that you might make in your investment. Using the example of uh, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency has a lot of fluctuations and therefore if you have a young person who is investing in cryptocurrency and they have quite a while before they are going to retire, then they can afford to almost lose all the money that they put into it and still be able to recover those losses that they are going to make. And therefore, for a young person, they have a much higher risk capacity. They can bear higher risk. On the other hand, imagine someone who is uh, in their retirement, they have their nest egg, they do not have a long time to make up for any losses. They cannot bear to lose much of their wealth. Because of their situation, which is uh, the amount of time that they have to recover any losses, they can only take a small amount of risk, regardless of their risk tolerance. Therefore, if you're a young person, you have a higher risk capacity. You can bear greater risks than someone who is uh, older and in their retirement. If you're a young person, you have great goals and your goals require you to take on greater risks. However, you're a low-risk person, then look at your overall situation and you're going to realize that despite your, your feelings, you might be able to push yourself just a bit more to achieve those goals. On the other hand, if you're an older person, someone in a retirement and you have a high risk tolerance, remember because of your situation, you have a low risk capacity. You do not have enough time to recover any losses. Therefore, you need to let that moderate your decisions. The next thing about your situation that is going to affect your risk capacity, the amount of risk that you can bear, is your situation. What impact is a loss going to have on you? If you are a person with a high net worth, you have accumulated huge a huge amount of wealth, then you can bear to lose uh, part of it without being seriously affected. Your lifestyle is not going to be seriously affected by it. On the other hand, if you haven't accumulated much wealth, then every loss can severely impact your lifestyle. So you need to consider that aspect of your situation when you're picking an investment. If you have a low total, a low total wealth, then you, it needs to moderate the amount of risks that you're, you're going to take. And if you have a huge amount of wealth, then you can bear to take just a bit of it and then invest it in a very high risk situation. So your takeaway is uh, 
there is a certain amount of risk that you can take and uh, this is going to determine the kind of investments that you can choose. They determine whether you say yes or no to an investment and it is determined by your natural disposition, the kind of goals that you have and then finally you moderate it all using your capacity. Therefore, if you've never taken a risk uh, tolerance assessment, you can just Google right now and there are quite a number of them that are going to tell you the amount of risks that you can safely take. Then think about your goals and finally look at your situation. And uh, I can assure you choosing investments in the future is going to be a much more manageable activity for you. This has been the Sense Sensei podcast. We release new episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays. Please subscribe and leave a comment on your favorite podcast provider. I am Ndwati Karanja. Until next time.